Hello everyone, this is Dr. Clark from the Center for Weight Loss Success and on this episode of Doc Weight Loss, we're going to be talking about something a little different, some hormone health and we've got a special guest with us today. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back everyone. This is Dr. Clark again from the Center for Weight Loss Success and today we're going to talk a little bit about something different, something that actually is very pertinent for most individuals and is probably especially pertinent as we age and that's some hormone health, hormone balance. Now if you've listened to my Losing Weight USA webinars, if you've been involved in them at all, you know that this topic comes up multiple times and we often whatever topic we're talking about will often bring back are some of the hormonal influences of weight as well as just overall health and a uh, timely thing or something I talk about routinely is hormone balance and it's that concept of hormone balance that gives us optimal health and that's what we'd like to have as we age we like to have it when we're young but we want to have it as we age as well so today we're going to talk a little bit about hormone balance. It is pertinent to weight loss, I'm going to say a little bit indirectly initially here, but it can be very pertinent in the long run. Um, when we talk about weight, the weight connection with hormone health, obviously one of the most important hormones I talk about all the time is insulin. Insulin's a hormone affects blood sugars, but it also directly affects weight. But there are a number of other hormones that you're probably also familiar with, but maybe not so as how it connects with weight. And those are some of the typical sex hormones, which for women, the main ones are progesterone and estrogen. With men, it's testosterone. But what women don't often realize is that testosterone is an extremely important hormone for them in how they feel, their libido, just kind of how they're thinking, how healthy they are or how healthy they're not. And so we're going to talk a little bit more detail about these type of hormones, but they can affect weight. And some of it, as we mentioned over and over, is that we want to protect lean body mass, build lean body mass, because this is what drives your overall metabolism. Well, some of our sex hormones, and especially testosterone, but actually somewhat estradiol as well, which is one of the human estrogens, are helpful in protecting kind of our, our lean body mass, keeping our metabolism higher. So I want to introduce a special guest that we have today, and this is uh, Mark Orr, who is from a company called BioT. Mark, go ahead and say hello, and kind of I'll let you introduce BioT as well. Greetings, I'm uh, Mark Orr. I'm an executive liaison from BioT. BioT uh, is the uh, largest uh, company with a bioidentical hormone replacement therapy program in the United States. Currently, we uh, treat over 9,000 patients per month nationwide. And we have a network of uh, over 400 physicians uh, uh, such as yourself around the country. Right, and this is something that's been actually around for a long period of time. You know, kind of we talk about hormone health and kind of manipulating hormones. 
we're going to dive into kind of types of treatment in a little bit, but just the kind of the, I'm going to say the developers of a lot of this technology and the, some of the early physicians who are still out there practicing, they've been doing this for years, right? That is correct. Uh, actually, uh, hormone pellet therapy, which is what we're going to be talking about today, uh, is actually uh, uh, first created in, uh, or developed in 1939 uh, for women who have had uh, radical mastec uh, excuse me, radical hysterectomies, and that's basically where they take the uterus and the ovaries. And in order to help those women function better, they uh, developed uh, uh, estradiol and testosterone implant pellets. Uh, so that they could have uh, those hormones replaced because they had no way of being able to manufacture them on their own after that point in time. And so it's been used since that time uh, both in the United States and in other uh, continents and other countries, uh, in particularly Europe and Australia. Uh, in the mid-50s uh, and the 60s, uh, pellet therapy uh, was used less in the United States, but it's seeing a, a resurgence now uh, coming back into the marketplace. Right. And a lot of times people think, well, are we just talking about, you know, the older individuals? But when we really think about hormone health, and I've talked about this a number of times, again, in my, in my Losing Weight USA webinars, is that hormone health, we want to optimize hormones. We don't necessarily want to make them, we're not trying to make them super high. We're trying to optimize them. And what we see is that as people age, and this will actually start in their late 20s, sometimes even mid 20s, that all of a sudden these horm not really all of a sudden, but slowly, some of these hormones are drifting off. And once they drift off, they be we become somewhat unbalanced. And so it's not just the the older people that we're talking about here. It literally can be fairly young. Isn't, isn't that correct? Absolutely. Uh, we find that hormone imbalance can uh, um, be be something that people feel at almost any age. But uh, there are a number of factors why people are finding uh, a hormone balance or a hormone decline much earlier than in the past. A lot of that is uh, environmental factors through our food and manufacturing processes. Uh, so we find that, um, you know, men, like you mentioned earlier, uh, the, the decline in hormone balance starts in the you know, late 20s, early 30s, and it's, it's pretty slow over the course of the years. So, it's uh, what I call the frog in the kettle syndrome. Uh, men uh, just don't notice it. Other people around them may notice it, but men don't typically notice that their hormone levels uh, are declining because as a frog, as you, as you well know, you put a frog on the stove in a kettle and slowly turn up the heat. He doesn't realize that he's slowly scalding to death. Women, on the other hand, as you said earlier, can see some wild swings starting in their late 20s or early 30s, particularly after that second child and those hormone levels can fluctuate wildly. That's why uh, women oftentimes become uh, more noticeable or more symptomatic uh, than men do. Right. So the, the symptoms that you mentioned, they can be very broad symptoms. And sometimes we often, re as physicians, we sometimes think, hey, they're kind of vague symptoms. You know, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Now, before I dive into symptoms, I wanted to come back to a certain point that we, we talked about uh, or we just touched on is kind of optimizing hormones in that we, you know, in an ideal world, we'd all like to feel like we're in our mid-20s and our optimal health, okay? And so sometimes when we think, well, it's just part of aging, right? You know, if we're just aging, it's like, it, you know, it's natural, it should go down. But we can go through life 
as kind of I'm doing okay or we could go through life kind of feeling our absolute best and that's what we'd really like to do so kind of optimizing and normal are two different things um, often the the normal range of some so if you were to go to your physician and you got some labs drawn they may even check your testosterone or your estrogen progesterone they may check some of these things but they may say okay you're normal but if you're at the low end of normal you may not be feeling as good as if you were at the higher end of normal again we're not trying to make these super you know super high levels it's optimal normal levels I, did, I wanted to stress that because it's a very important point yeah absolutely what, what we basically do as a company we realize that people were the healthiest and they were the happiest uh, they felt the best when they're in their 20s and 40s usually and what we're trying to do is return people to that level we do not uh, uh, diagnose prescribe or treat people going to a super physiologic range of testosterone or estradiol we bring them back to those levels where they felt the best where they were the healthiest where they had the ability to fight disease the best uh, um, and that's what we're striving to do we are not uh, as some people say jacking people's hormones to uh, a range that uh, we're not intended to be that way right and then I do the we do want to kind of hit on that topic of true bioidentical and kind of what does that really mean bioidentical you hear that term thrown around a lot and often women are on quote hormones but they're not actually bioidentical what you know what's the difference here well, basically uh, there's two types of hormones that exist in the market today there's synthetic hormones and then there's bioidentical hormones synthetic hormones are just that they're artificially manufactured hormones that come from a variety of sources uh, typically you'll see most uh, female uh, hormones uh, are what they call a conjugated equine estrogen those hormones are made from the urine of pregnant mares and there's I can assure you that there are no receptors in the human body uh, for a hormone that's artificial or synthetic uh, now when you contrast that with a bioidentical hormone basically bioidentical I like to use also the term human identical it's exactly the same molecule if you look at the hormone molecule in a microscope uh, and you put a human identical or a human made hormone on one mic microscope and a bioidentical hormone on another microscope they would look absolutely identical they would function absolutely identical and your body would recognize a bioidentical hormone as the same hormone that it manufactures itself and that it uses utilizes itself right because that again a really important concept because you know I want to back up just a second and often you know people often don't really have a good idea what is a hormone but a hormone really is just a messenger it's sent it's you know, a hormone is typically a substance a chemical biochemical substance your body makes and it's going to be you it, it releases it into your rest of your tissues or in through your bloodstream it goes to the rest of your tissues but it's sending a message for those other cells or this other tissues to do something and the fact that a hormone is kind of like you know, we had you had described earlier when we were talking about this is kind of a a lock a key in a lock and it has to fit exactly if it doesn't fit exactly we don't get the message correctly and that's where the problem comes in because a lot of those synthetic estrogen or synthetic hormones then 
when we when people hear in the newspaper or on the media about all the bad things that can happen with these hormones and and typically the media lumps them all together bioidentical and you know synthetic hormones they lump them together and say oh look at the bad things that can happen kind of uh, I don't know if you, you know you've probably seen articles just recently about how bad some of these hormones are but the difference was and I want you to expound a little bit on this is kind of looking at synthetic versus bioidentical absolutely um, when you see these articles uh um, that come out that uh, talk about negative uh, negative effects of of, uh, uh, of you know hormone therapy exclusively they're talking about synthetic hormones and um, as you said earlier uh, basically you know hormones are a messenger a chemical messenger that's set out into the body to do a particular pur purpose and our cells have receptors for those bioidentical hormones and when those uh, uh, hormones uh, you know are linked to the cell they tell those cells exactly what to do when you have a uh, synthetic hormone uh, I kind of like to describe it as a as a is a key to an old car sometimes if you've ever had an old car and the key to the ignition is a little bit worn out uh, you stick that key in there and sometimes it feels like it doesn't want to turn or if you have a key for example one time I went out into a parking lot and I got into a car that I thought was my car but it, uh, it only was the exact color and uh, year and model of my car. When I put the key into the ignition, it felt like it wanted to turn, but it actually did not turn. And so what happens with synthetics is that they almost have a, a, a key mechanism that almost fits into the cell, but does not quite fit into the cell. And so when it does attach itself to the cell, it can't tell the cell exactly what to do. Although it does kind of mask the symptoms that a, patient may be having it doesn't have any of the health benefits uh, that the bioidentical hormones have and in fact can have some negative side effects as you uh, mentioned earlier right so kind of let's shift a little bit then so we talked about some of the these hormones and we're typically talking about testosterone is one of the main one but also potentially estrogen I don't want to forget about thyroid that's another one that's important in hormone health but let's shift gears a little bit and talk about can a, when people have symptoms of potentially drifting hormones down into lower levels, they're sometimes not just completely obvious like, okay, you got the bad hot flashes. There are a lot of other symptoms that are actually being caused from that. Can you know throw a few of those out for us? Oh, that's a great point. Uh, particularly, well, these are symptoms that can be uh, for both men and women, but uh, low libido, uh, low sex drive, uh, you can have a symptom of, of tiredness, not being able to go to sleep or going to sleep and then waking up and not being able to get back to sleep. Uh, you have that brain fog that happens a lot of times with women. You know, they forget where their keys are. And this can happen in men too. I don't want to just pick on women. Uh, or they go to the refrigerator, they open the door and they wonder, did I put something in there or did I just take something out? Uh, it's just that kind of brain fog. Uh, the energy... Uh, a part is really a critical part too. People may have that two o'clock, uh, two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon wall where they have to have some help from an energy drink or caffeine or something to get through the day. Uh, that's uh, something that's uh, you know happens quite frequently. Men, of course, men uh, really don't uh, oftentimes lose their actual desire for sexual activity, but they lose their ability. Erectile dysfunction can happen, and uh, and those kinds of things. 
women uh, typically are going to be more that they lose their libido, they lose their desire, which the testosterone in both men and women, you know, can bring that back substantially. So there's a variety of symptoms um, that sometimes people will wonder, why do I feel this way? Or what is happening to me and not realizing because their physician may not be an expert like you are on this subject. You know, your training from BioT uh, has really caused you to look at things that other practitioners uh, aren't trained on. So that's a real critical aspect of this. And then also, as you mentioned, the optimal uh, you know, versus the normal. A regular practitioner may go and look at a lab uh, you know, slip from a, a, a patient and see that they're in that lower range and say, well, you know, you're normal because you're within range, but not realizing that if they were uh, in the upper range that they would feel much better and be more healthy. Right. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of vague symptoms there that you listed out there, but also, you know, sometimes we'll see just depression. I just don't feel right. I'm not sure what's wrong. Joint pain, muscle aches, tiredness. Again, you hit on a lot of those. And so sometimes they're relatively vague symptoms, but they go directly with some of these hormone problems. And it would give us then an idea, it's like, hey, you ought to get your hormones checked. So when I say that, okay, Mark, let's go check some hormones, what are we talking about there? What, what labs are we really gonna check here? So basically there's a specific panel that includes a number of tests that we're going to uh, check a patient to see, number one, if they're a candidate for this therapy that's the that's the deciding factor both a clinical evaluation what kind of symptoms do i have and then the lab work that's going to help determine that and uh you know basically uh, that lab work is going to include uh, tests for testosterone in men free testosterone in men total testosterone in both men and women estradiol uh, in women you're going to get your uh, fsh or your follicle stimulating hormone which is very critical for the dosing aspect um, we're going to check your thyroid, we're going to check your vitamin D, which actually is a hormone. People don't realize it, but probably uh, a large uh, segment of the entire population of the United States is vitamin D deficient. That can also be something that uh, is very important. So we're going to look at the entire package. And I think it's important to distinguish that a lot of uh, clinics or offices out there that are doing hormone replacement therapy are only focusing on the estrogens and the testosterones, uh, the androgenic hormones, and there's much more to hormone balance than just those. And that's what we work with the BioT method. Uh, and, and it's very, very critical that we develop both the androgen hormones, uh, the testosterone and estradiol, as well as the thyroid, the vitamin D, uh, and the other things that are very critical to playing a role to a successful outcome to a patient. Yes, I totally agree with that. Now, when we start, we get these, so you've seen the doctor and you've got some lab work and so now we've got, hey, we've got some, what we're saying, okay, abnormal labs, we can try to optimize your hormones, get you feeling better. Now, there are a number of different choices out there. So there are a number of choices that may or may not work as well. and. We're, you know, with BioT, and we're a big proponent of kind of potentially using these pellets. But there are other choices out there too. So let's talk a little bit about those other choices and potential maybe downfalls or where where they time to run into some potential problems. Well, basically, uh, what's real important to to recognize is that our bodies were designed and built to release hormones on a level basis. We want to have those hormones available uh, so that 
they build health in the body. Um, the other modalities, and we're talking other than pellet therapy right now, uh, are patches, there are creams, there are injections, there are oral pills. There's also lozenges called trochees that go under the tongue. And all of these other modalities are trying to, or methods, are trying to deliver hormone into the body, but they just don't typically work very well because every other modality or every other method uh, will put people on kind of a roller coaster effect. If you take a shot, your levels are going to go up dramatically and then they'll start to fall dramatically. Uh, if you take a patch or a cream, basically the cream is something that you rub into your skin. Uh, there's a cream for men, there's creams for women, uh, and they are basically, once they go through uh, the skin, and it's really important to realize that 45% or up to 45% of people not absorb through the skin because you think about it, your skin is designed as a first level of defense against infection and dirt and that kind of thing. Uh, you, it's designed to keep things out and push things away. So we're really asking by rubbing a hormone in the skin is we're asking that to go kind of through a one-way street, so to speak, and it's not very effective. But for those women and men who do absorb through the skin, you find those levels rush way high. They get absorbed into the body and they start to uh, they have a very short half-life, so they start to become metabolized and then they de degrade over the course of time very, very rapidly. So you have this roller coaster effect with shots, with creams, with gels, uh, with the trochees as well. So people go up past the optimal level into a superphysiologic level, then they start to decline rapidly and then they go below that optimal level. So you'll always find that you're never finding or you never have a balance of where your hormones should be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so you're zooming up past that optimal level, and then you're zooming down past that optimal level, and we call that uh, a roller coaster. And of course, as you well know, and as most women who are listening to this podcast well know, that women and hormones and roller coasters don't do well together. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. So, which kind of brings us then to go, what we hit on at the very beginning was okay. There's pellet therapy, which has been around again a long period of time. But the physicians at BioT and the developers there, they've got this down. They've been working on this and they have this down. So we get very good levels as well as very consistent levels. Absolutely. We, uh, our system is based on well over 200,000 successful patient outcomes over the past 30 years plus and over 30 years of experience. Uh, of, of the developers of our program um, coming up with a dosing site that appropriately doses each person individually. And I think that's very critical for your listeners to understand. This is not just a one-size-fits-all approach like all other modalities are. Rub some cream on, take this patch, do an injection, and expect that those people get to an optimal level. This is done by clinical lab work. We determine if you're a candidate. We determine what your dosing is. And we also have other things that we add to it to optimize what that level of hormone balance should be in the human body. So uh, we have this dialed in. Our dosing site is a proprietary algorithm of how to treat each and every individual. Uh, there's over a million different combinations that we can give. Uh, and it's never the same or very rarely the same for each individual. Correct. That's uh, kind of the pellets. They work very nicely because they're 
dissolve, they kind of are absorbed very slowly and consistently. They do require a very minor procedure that to place the pellet in the subcutaneous tissue, but it really it's fairly painless. And then typically kind of uh, we'll recheck some labs in a month to six weeks afterwards, make sure that you're kind of where you should be. And then typically for women, they may need to be pelleted or have a really a good treatment then for probably somewhere in that three to four month range. And men typically four to six month range. It lasts a little bit longer in men. But the way it's kind of absorbed is dependent on blood flow. So that is when you need more, you'll get more. So if you're exercising hard, you'll actually then you may utilize it a little bit more, a little bit quicker, and you may need treatment again a little bit longer. But still, we're talking maybe, you know, three to four times a year, maybe. So not that often that may actually need to get done. Um, and it can work really, really nicely. Now, to go into that working really, really nicely, I want to go back to you, Mark. And Mark, we talked about this earlier, as well as you've got what I will say a really good story about this. And so tell us a little bit, as if you will, about kind of your story. Sure, I would, I would love to. Basically, uh, I've been in the medical industry since 1984, but I uh, took a hiatus uh, from that in the early uh, 2000s, and I went into the retail business, built a very successful retail business, multi-million dollar business, uh, you know, house on the golf course, this, this whole thing. It was really great. And then, of course, the Great Recession of 2007 or 2008 hit, and, uh, you know, I, I lost pretty much everything, and that's okay. Uh, but, but basically, during that couple of years, not only did I lose my very thriving business, I lost my house in the golf course, but my mother, who was struggling with Alzheimer's uh, disease uh, for about at least 20 years, she passed away shortly after my mom passed away. My dad had surgery. Uh, he ended up uh, uh, having a, a, a complication from surgery, and he passed away rather suddenly. So I was faced with just in a couple of uh, you know, 18 to 24 months, I lost my business, I lost my house, I lost my mom, I lost my dad, and on top of thing, everything that happened, my, my beloved family dog passed away, and so I was depressed, I was discouraged, I woke up every day thinking, my gosh, what is going to happen to me today? Is, is, what kind of a disaster is going to happen? And so I was introduced to, to BioT and the BioT therapy uh, just about a year ago. I, uh, I a good friend of mine in Florida said, you know, Mark, there's a company, there's a therapy uh, that I think could benefit you. So I did some rather in thorough investigation. I'm not uh, the kind of person that enters into anything willy-nilly. I did uh, very in-depth research on the studies, found out how much of a, a, a past that pellets have had, um, hundreds and hundreds of research papers and articles and peer-reviewed journals and studies that have been done on pellets. And I found out that this is something that has proven itself to be safe, has been proven itself to be effective. So I decided to get treated. I went in and I got treated. Uh, and I have to say that I was a little bit disappointed after the first week, nothing happened. About 10 days after that, I started to sleep a little bit better. Uh, and, and just to let you know, I, I was depressed. I was not sleeping. I would wake up. I would not go back to sleep. And I started experiencing some of the typical symptoms that a man you know of age 55 starts to starts to feel so uh, two weeks went on 
on after that, I was sleeping better, I had more energy, my workouts were more uh, vibrant, robust. My wife and I hike in the mountains a lot, and we uh, ended up, uh, we would do these 10 and 12 and 15 mile hikes, and I would come back feeling refreshed. And then after about three weeks, I can remember it just, just as though it were last week. Uh, it was a Sunday night, my wife and I were getting ready uh, uh, in our bathroom for bedtime. Um, she was at her sink, I was at my sink, and we were just chit-chatting and I was in a great mood, like I had become to be in a great mood from being on the therapy. And she reached over across the sink to me and she grabbed me by the shirt. She pulled me in close and she says, I don't even know who you are anymore. I, I you know, you're the old Mark that I married 30 years ago and you're you're coming back. This therapy is working. I want you to know that it's it's fantastic. I love it. And on top of that, I would like to be treated as well. And so as a result, my wife went in the next couple of weeks, she got treated. And I can tell you, the last half of last year, last year was our 34th year of marriage. And the last half of, of last year was the best year of marriage that we've had so far. So it can really transform relationships. It can really bring back that sense of well-being, uh, that uh, passion for life, so to speak, get rid of that depression. We can get people off of their antidepressant medication and other medications as well, uh, a large majority of the time. And I can tell you that uh, as a patient, uh, I am thoroughly satisfied. I cannot imagine a situation not being on these pellets and my wife being on the pellets. And on top of that, if it was a matter of money, I would eat ramen noodles for the rest of my night, my life if it meant that I didn't have to go off of this therapy. Right. That is such a, a feel-good story, Mark. I really thank you for uh, sharing that. So anyway, we're going to wind this little discussion down here. This is something I find it's incredibly interesting to me, and as I learn more and more about it, and very shortly, the Center for Weight Loss Success here, we're going to be welcoming in a, a new corporation. Basically, it's going to help us with the um, kind of hormone health and wellness, and the name of it is Center for Hormone Health and Wellness here in Newport News. Um, it's not really uh, off the ground yet, but in the next couple of weeks, it's going to actually be launched, so to speak. The phone number will be 757-223-0940, and that's Center for Hormone Health and Wellness here in Newport News. All right, everyone, I appreciate you listening. This has been a very, um, a very interesting discussion. I really love some of these other topics. I don't, these are something that are on the fringe of weight loss, but actually they're extremely pertinent for weight loss because I, I look at so many of my patients and this is something that I know it would help them. And I think even more than, uh, you know, I won't say more than the weight loss that we're doing, but even on top of that, it's going to help them tremendously. So if you're interested, want more information, remember I encourage you to go to our, our weekly webinar, sign up for our weekly webinars, is go to our website there at www.losingweightusa.com or just uh, you can go to our corporate website as well, which is cfwls.com. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We will touch base on the next podcast. And remember, it's your life. Make it a healthy one. Goodbye, everyone.